0: From the point of view of a writer and, you know, wanting to be published.
1: and My first thoughts as soon as I started reading the book was you.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shnaz Ahmed, and today is Book Club. Before I bring up our conversation, I wanted to say that your support of my podcast means a lot to me. The easiest way is to buy me a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash LLTB podcast. Every coffee you buy me helps keep me alert and this podcast going. I'll add the link in the show notes and I thank you. And let's get straight to book club. Welcome everyone to another book club. Today we are doing Yellow Face by R.F. Quang. Right? Is that right? R.F. Quang? Yeah. You know what? It's so funny. My first question is, you know, what are your first thoughts? And here I am going, we're doing Yellow Faith by, and I'm going, Athena Liu. And I'm going, nope, it's not, the it's not Athena Liu. It's a totally different author. Okay, uh, first thoughts. Let's see. I, my first thought is I just don't know how to process this novel, but from the point of view of a writer and, you know, wanting to be published and, you know, well, technically I'm an author because I have a short story published, and Surabi too, uh, from that perspective, I really enjoyed listening to it from that side of it. It's just more of a warning of, hey, you wanna be an author? This is what you have coming to you, kinda, sort of. But that's my first thought. Anyone else, first thoughts about this book? Anybody? I promise, Surabi, it's never this quiet. Usually everyone's like talking at the same time sometimes. But <laughs> okay, Shauna, go ahead.
1: My first thoughts as soon as I started reading the book was you. Me? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is going to be- On the author point of view, okay? Okay. Because I know you're writing a book. You're trying to get it published. The short version is published, all that. Okay, so I was thinking, oh my God, this is what she's going through. So the first thought was you. The second thought was- for me, this book was too long. I would have liked it to be a little more shorter. For me, it is more a short story than a full book. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. That's interesting. First thoughts. This is the first first thought that involved me. Wow. Okay, first thought, Dr. Jen. Uh I have
2: feelings about this book. So... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, I I did not like it. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I understand that it's satire, and I thought that the author did a great job at illustrating how cultural appropriation feels to the people that it affects. At times, I wanted to reach through the page and strangle the main character because she was so irritating to me. Yes, that's how I feel about this book. <laughs>
3: okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Rufat, first thoughts, yes. Yeah, so I still am trying to figure out how do I really say anything about the book. It's like, I'm still, <laughs> I like it or not. But um, actually, I liked it. But the last, I want to say, four or five uh, chapters, really, sh- the to me, it seemed like the author really didn't know which direction to go. She was really, she had a good hold on me as a reader but then I was like, man, she's trying to figure out how to end the story. She started a good story, which w- w- like had a very good uh, kind of like a subject and topic, which of course happens and you know things like those. But somehow I think she did not wind up the book as beautifully as or as expertly as uh, it should have been. So I, I, because of that part, I'm I'm not a big fan of the book. Uh, but maybe sometimes after we discuss the book, you end up liking or not liking, you know, of course, we look at the point of views that other people show us. But uh, overall, no, I've, I'm not so sure at this time. Okay, Erin, first thoughts?
4: So I'm very similar to Dr. Jen. I, oh, I was so irritated at multiple places. And it was so hard to separate, do I like this book from do I like this character? Because I hated the character so profoundly that it made me like never want to read the book again (laughs) Um, okay (laughs) so that was my that's like my first thought after reading it I was conflicted about about the about I mean about the character so therefore the book but I did think about you I do agree with that I did think about wow okay the publishing process this is what that's like so it was informative to that extent
3: Mm -hmm. okay I thought about you too, uh, Shanaz. I, <laughs> I was um, like, did you all say a prayer after reading this book for me? Yeah, and that yeah. is the question. What? I was like, <laughs> I hope, you know, she did, you know, she, because it seemed like more manipulative than actually the talent, honestly, uh, like any other industry person. Pers-
0: right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so usually, at this point, I would go with the themes of the book, but I'm going to switch it up today. Hi, Sophia. Actually, I'm mm. going to really switch it up. Sophia, first thoughts.
5: <laughs> so it was a different domain. Obviously, I have never read a book about that. So it was a completely different domain for me. Just let me silence my phone. Sorry. Sorry. So I have never read a book about journalism and how publishing works. It was not really journalism. It was about how publishing works. So um, yeah, very eye-opening, completely different topic. And uh, I don't think I like the ending, but other than that, I, uh, I enjoyed it. And I was hoping for some wow kind of like conclusion. <laughs> so it didn't happen.
0: Okay. So, but Yeah. So... Before you came in, I was just going to say that after first thoughts, normally we go into themes of the book, but I'm going to switch it up this time and we're going to go into characters because Erin and Dr. Jen have very, very, very strong feelings about the protagonist whose name is June Hayward, but she published the book under the name Juniper Song. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I want to, instead of saying first ca- favorite character or whatever, let's just kind of break down the characters, okay? What are your thoughts about, let's start off with the protagonist. Let's start off with uh, June Hayward, who's published under the name of Juniper's Song. Do you have an issue with the names? Do you have an issue with, I, I don't know. Let's just talk about her. do you have
3: your hand up. So... um. About the, the first of all, I, as a rule, I don't like any book or movie where protagonist is actually antagonist <laughs> for some weird reason, unless, I don't know if you guys have watched Dexter, where I think he was an amazing protagonist because he was actually portrayed as not one, but he was, so, I mean, that is a basic thing where I am not very big fan of, you know, Having those people as main main character, although it's not a good thing because we need to talk, you need to feature everybody <laughs> from all domains and from all, you know, vices and values and whatnot. So I, like I said, in the beginning, even all the way, almost towards the end, I think the characterization, although there's a lot of repetition, but... She was a bad character and we all didn't like it. And I think that serves the purpose of the writer to portray somebody as bad and as an, un- unlikable as the person is. And usually, you know, I always have some leverage for all the bad characters in the story. I really actually didn't end up getting much to give to her and say, I think she was vicious in many ways. And so was Athena, it's not only her. There were a lot of feathers too the whole publishing industry. And, you know, it seemed like everybody had done some sort of harm to the other person. Uh, Maybe that was the main uh, focus or main thing that the book wanted to bring out as well, that, you know, it's cutthroat and however, you know, the authors with the other authors and uh, agents with their authors and, you know, whatever. But overall, I also think that maybe like three-fourths of the book was okay. The, The character was Portrayed as somebody strong, but again, after that, I didn't like the book and I didn't like the character. I think she, the author, kind of lost the uh, her own grip on the characters and on the story. She kind of kept going back and forth, and even the story was like, you know, uh, she lost it too. So just like Sophia, I always, I also didn't like the ending. Erin,
4: I felt like the name change was kind of benign at first because. Lots of authors don't publish under their real name. Okay. That's not new. That's nothing new. Okay. Uh, the fact that people made assumptions about her ancestry based on her name—that's—I felt like that was a bias on the public's part, right? Okay. Um, and so I didn't. I was like, okay, it's kind of benign. And I think she initially came across that way too. It was almost like she was trying to be careful about that. But then, you know, she also felt like it was benign. And then it just became a very slippery slope after that. But I don't think that was the part. That was not a problematic part for me. The problematic part was stealing somebody's story, regardless of who they were. And then the where she was, you know, working with the publishing company and they're in the editing process and they're making decisions about how to change the storyline. And I think that somebody that was maybe from that culture might have stood up for the story and the characters differently and better. And instead, you know, she basically allowed them to whitewash it. Okay.
0: So my question is this, why do you not like her? Like, what is the, the thing is what specific elements about June do you not like other than, okay. So I get it. She stole a story. Okay. And then she did edit a heck of a lot out of it. I I mean, she did do a lot of work uh, herself. Now, then after that, when you're saying someone else wanted her to edit it some more, and she refused to do it, you're saying that you didn't like that about her? Or could it be construed that
4: wait a minute, this is a Athena story? I'm gonna keep it the way it is. Do do you see what I'm saying? I didn't feel like it was that way because I don't think Athena. There were some things that were changed out of it. It wasn't just not changing some things. It was there were some pieces that were Athena's original story that got changed and whitewashed. And I I do feel that somebody of Asian culture, Chinese culture, may have had a better grip on. How not to culturally appropriate, you know, um, how to make the story true to the principles that they that Athena was trying to bring forward. So I I I have and I guess I have no problem with the story being um published posthumously, but she and and somebody working on that, but she didn't give credit to Athena right, career, not in the way that she should have. And also, is June the best person to have done that? Absolutely not. I don't think she was. Okay,
0: I just feel I don't know. I mean, it's this is a complex, uh, situation with authors in general, and there's just a lot of conversation. I've had conversations. Uh, we've you've heard of the uh own voices hashtag? I, I guess have you all heard of the own voices hashtag, or anything like that? Oh, okay, you haven't. So I'm kind of digressing, and then we'll go to Shauna's and Dr. Jen. I this is gonna be a heated uh book club, I can already see where we're 717. And I'm like, oh my God, we haven't even gotten anywhere. So uh, about, I think around, uh, was it the pandemic or before that, when we did American Dirt, American Dirt was written by an author who was a quarter Puerto Rican, okay, uh, by her heritage or whatever. And there was a lot, a lot, a lot of backlash that, Uh, that book came out and that it became one of uh, Oprah, became Oprah's book club pick and all of that. And if I, if I remember right, Oprah actually came out and apologized or I don't know what happened with that, but everyone was saying that, why did she write the immigrant story of people, um, Hispanic people trying to come into America? Was it, her place to write it. And the big thing was that she got a six-figure, what is it, advance. And the conversation became that there are way better books and way better Hispanic writers and they don't get this huge of an advance. So why did she get this and she's white? And then there was this whole thing of, well, she's quarter Puerto Rican. there's, There's all of that. This is this is real life. This is not even about yellow face. This is real life that took place three years ago. A lot of people were using hashtag own voices that saying that you can only write based on what you know and your culture. So like, I cannot write about the Hispanic culture. I cannot write about black people. Yes, my book is an own voices book. And a lot of the reason, I'll be very honest, the reason I decided to go and write about my own culture and the way it is, is because of the hashtag own voices. And I want to write on that, whatever you want to call it, the hype, the whatever it is that's going on. I wanted to get in and do it at that time. So back to um, June, it's the question of if someone does all the research you know, if we took out the stealing part, okay, we all understand she stole a manuscript. We all understand it's plagiarism. We all understand that's absolutely wrong. You know, I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good that she did that. No, but the question becomes, when you talk about cultural appropriation, is it okay for someone like June, a white woman to write about an Asian culture, if she did the research. And if she really studied the history on it, is it okay? Or is it not okay? And I have one more point. Erin, do you remember the book where that uh, I don't even remember the freaking author, you know, where the, the woman, the nurse was a black nurse, and she wasn't allowed to save the baby. And then she it was a Jodi Picoult
3: book. Yeah, yeah a Jodi
0: Picoult book. Yes, the nurse was accused of whatever because she didn't save the baby, but then the parents didn't want her to mm-hmm. save the baby because she was Black. And anyway, and then Jodi Picoult was under, Jodi Picoult was a white author, and this is the real author. She was under fire for writing a Black book. And, and in her at the back, it said, I I did so much research and please forgive me for any errors. I did my best to be as authentic to the Black culture as I possibly can. And with all of that said, Shana's, now, go ahead. We're talking about June. Uh, Whether you like her, you don't like her, what your thoughts are on her character, what she did, all
1: of that. Me too. I didn't like Juniper. Okay. I think rightfully, yes, she did a lot of work. She did everything. I get that. But still, the original theme or original story is not hers. She should have at least given a little bit of credit, you know, to say that, yes, I, you know, I got it from Athena. And then, you know, I formed this whole thing. I would have accepted that. Second, coming to your point, you were asking if it is okay for others to write a story about another culture, another race, everything. Whatever said and done, how much of a research, this is my point, okay? Whatever research you do, whatever, you know, you read about, do all the research, still, still, I think, yes, somebody can write a book, but how far they will give it a life, unless you're from that culture, to think, you know, to think in those, in that person's shoe. Because even to this day, you know, when our children are born here, still they don't understand some of the culture which the parents have gone through, how much ever you teach them, how much ever you tell them. So I think a person of that ancestry or that race, they have a little more edge over whoever does a research because they can bring that character, character a little more life than the research which person does. That's my opinion. Okay. okay. Dr.
0: Jen.
2: Yes, I, I I agree. I think um, you can write a story about a different culture if you do the research but in June's specific case, why did she then refuse the cultural advisor? Um. So I'll I'll get back to I'll get back to June in a second. But to finish the point about that, I think you need to be faithful about the communications. Um, you need to not misrepresent the original intent, of the original culture, the original community. You need to have those original voices who actually experienced um, those um, events be incorporated into it. Um, and in June's case, she didn't do that. Like she made this a story. Um, and she took out all of Athena's parts that were more representative of what actually happened. Um, and so she, she changed the story, the intent of the story um, in, in that way. But my big problem with June was that she was being purposefully obtuse to further her own goals and her own success. Um, so she was... She was spinning things in her head to make it seem feel better to her when she knew all along that it was completely wrong. And every now and then things it would come out and she like have an anxiety attack. She'd have a panic attack. She'd break down sobbing and then she'd be like, "Oh no no no! I'm good. I'm good. I can I can still go. I know this is wrong, but I'm gonna still continue anyway." Um, and kind of talks herself back into you know doing the wrong thing. Basically, um, so it was her lack of truthfulness that that really bothered me, and she also thing that really bothered me is that she passively allowed those assumptions to be made about her um so yes you know she her her middle name is song and could that be misrepresent or misconstrued as being uh, interpreted as her having an asian background yes and she just kind of went along with it does this particular picture for the author kind of look like maybe her eyes are a little bit slanted her skin tone is a little bit darker yeah so we're gonna go with that one like she was kind of making those choices to invite those assumptions to be made. Um, and then she was writing the story as a white person without really taking into account those original voices she didn't know what the characters meant she had to like have somebody and find whatever I- interpret the Chinese characters that Athena had put in her handwritten notes because she didn't know how to read them. Um, so I I had I had some issues with with the main character but those I think were, um, and, and they're just and just the focus on the success. So her, her focus was really on how can I be the most successful? How can I be the next big thing? To the point that she doesn't even value her relationship with Athena. She's so jealous about her and she sees her as a symbol of success and she wants to be that. But in reality, she has looking back at their their history they it seems like they had really good times but now she just chooses to gloss over those you know connect mo- moments of connection with her friend that she had and then just uh, abuses her memory basically so
0: i'll stop there i'm going to riff before you come on i'm going to be devil's advocate here i'm going to be total devil's advocate and i'm going to say how would you feel about june if you knew that she had a mental disorder she was delusional she got towards the end of the book she almost started to believe it was her book she almost like the last front was her book like towards the end it just almost became that did i steal it or did i write it i did all this work so how would you feel about her cultural appropriation and all the stuff she did if if it came that she had a mental
3: condition, that's just just similar with that. Rufat, your turn. Yeah, so I'm gonna go the first point. So when it comes to history, religion, I think people should be able to do the research and write about there are a lot of British authors, American authors who have write who have written about the partition of subcontinent or even Mughal eras and stuff. So I think that on the culture at that time. So that a person might be better suited to write that instead of me if I haven't done enough research just because I'm from that part of the country. So I understand, and there are a lot of people who have done religions, you know, if they have a degree, some sort of an educational background where they can talk about any religion, even if they are not from the religion, from like a very researcher point of view. So that I understand. When it comes to fiction, and if it's historical fiction, I think it still is okay i do believe uh, whoever does the you know the the grind of uh, doing the research is okay i do however would uh, maybe not warm up to a book uh, if somebody were to write about the culture of pakistan right now and if they have never lived there or culture about mexico if they have never lived here. and i'm not saying that it's um a right. it's not the right of that person. I'm just saying the cultural appropriation is not gonna come. Uh, for people who immigrants who have moved to the U. S. If they have lived long enough, they they should they have written. We have quite a few Sabah Tahir and you know even a lot of people who have written about and but they also bring the flavor of their own culture. They don't take a family from here and just write about that. So that's a kind of like a nice thing where they know and. You know, whatever their exposure as a child is, and they bring that in. So, those kind of things are good, whether you are part of that culture or not. I think that brings a flavor. To, um, in those in both these cases, first is the research, the knowledge, the information that the author is given. The second is a flavor that, as a person, you can bring because you are multicultural competent. Uh, I mean, nobody's extremely competent in any culture, but still, you know, like I said, even I believe that I can't write about my own country because I may not know everything that, you know, can represent it. And the other thing I think you said was the mental issue. I definitely believe that. Um, of course, when mental issues are or when you know their mental illnesses come in, that's that's different. But I don't know how would I feel. But I I think it was more like a pathological lying that it was becoming in the end. It wasn't like. Um, it wasn't a mental issue as I'm not a therapist. I don't know. I mean, I'm not like a psychologist, so I don't know about that. But to me, it wasn't, it was like something that she acquired. She did have a nature and both the girls had, it. even Athenia had been stealing. She would have an encounter with the boyfriend or she stole her story, which was very sad. So it seemed like both of them had a selfish streak to their personalities. And I don't know how loyal Athenia was to her too. It seemed like she wasn't as well. So they were just like, Okay. Uh, But in terms of this, I think it was more like, okay, you lie, and then you lie more, then you lie more, and then it becomes a true thing for you. So I don't think there was, to me, there was no mental illness, which you might have had some panic attacks or some sort of, she did go through intervention uh, at one point of her life, and that doesn't, that was probably more like for the trauma, not for a mental illness, so I personally don't think there was a mental uh, issue. And if there, how would I feel about it? Then I would have the writer really uh, portray the the character in a way that would tell that there's a mental illness. Then I would have a different empathy and sympathy towards that person. But in this case, you know, um, I I personally don't think there was a mental illness. No, there wasn't. I'm just, like I said. And I said, if it's... advocate. Were... Sure, sure. No, no, no. Uh, and I said that if uh, there was a mental illness, then it would should have been pointed out really nicely in the characterization. It wasn't, so I guess. But if it was, then I don't know if uh, stealing a story really justifies. But I, I don't know. I what does?
0: What do you mean? Does stealing a story justify? Like, I mean, the, the mental, mental illness? illness
3: justifies this that she can steal the story. That's what I mean. That's a good question, though. That mm. is a
0: very good question. No, 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 no. I know, Doctor Jen, you're saying no, but you know, people with mental illness they murder people, and then you know they're like, well, it was mental illness. You know, there is, there is. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't and, know. I mean, and, like literally, like if if you can murder a person and claim mental illness, I think you can plagiarize a story and claim mental illness potentially.
3: I don't know. I don't know. But Doctor. But I understand when it's mental illness. It's just like if you don't have a conscious, if you are a psychopath, it's just like having not having a finger or a hand. And it's a very, I mean, again, you know, I, I always always felt empathy towards the mental mentally ill characters in the in our history of book club too. But uh, I do understand if you a person is not born with a conscious, just like a true psychopath, not only, not necessarily a person who kills. I mean, I don't know how to go by. It, it depends upon how much damage that a person does. But of course, I understand that's like having some sort of a body part just because you can't see it, you think that he's not. So I don't know. It's it's a very big question as a community how to deal with it. And, you know, there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of research, but then it's also also the, depends upon. I the, just,
0: you know, because I just like to throw random things.
3: No, ourselves. you did throw a very good thing. I <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. have to. Dr. Chen
2: uh yeah i you know I, I am sympathetic to her trauma history with her dad it sounds like there was some some trauma there and it seems like she really has an anxiety disorder and i you know support her struggle and seeking help and yeah yeah but she still made wrong decisions and she still lied um, i don't think she needs to go to jail but i think she's responsible for the choices that she made um, i think in she my, deserves
0: my, to go to jail
2: in my personal i mean for name, that yeah.
0: if someone stole my manuscript it, oh, it, it they a whole lot they of money, don't even so. deserve to go to jail. If someone stole my <laughs> manuscript, they're going to the gallows. Go, no, go for forget it. Forget it is. jail. I'm like, are you kidding me? I would uh, I would be yeah. like, no, I'm going after them. I'm like, I would be actually I'd be going to the gallows because I'd murder them. And then that would be a whole different story. But yeah, no, she stole a manuscript. I mean, it's a, a manuscript is like, oh my gosh! But and anyway. made a
2: lot of money off of it, so it's like she she had some some secondary benefit from from stealing that too. But at at some point, I would like to talk about how June interacts with the Asian community, and that doesn't have to be right this second. But I'd like to get there.
0: Right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Let me let me write it down because <laughs> <Okay>. I want <laughs> I I want to uh, because I know Erin has her hand up. Then it's Shana's. And I also want to ask the question of Surabi because Surabi is also an author like me. So I would love to hear her perspective on the own voices of how she feels as an author if another author wrote about her culture, our culture. So, um June's interaction with who interact? Oh, interaction with, the uh, with Asian culture, with the Asian community. Okay. I right. I'm have my notes
4: here trying to,
0: okay. Who's next? Erin.
4: Okay. So, um, I want to first hit on the own voices issue. So I, and I want to clarify my stance, um, because I do think that people of different cultures can write about other cultures. Okay. I don't think that you have to be Hispanic to, necessarily write like you know the american dirt story and that whole issue was like was she hispanic enough right like that's what people were asking because she was hispanic she was puerto rican and and i don't think you should be i don't think we should be asking ourselves that question also if we limit people to writing stories about their own culture i mean like that means you know americans couldn't write like world war ii stories unless it was about american soldiers right Or, I mean, there's, like, a level of ridiculousness that it approaches. I think what my issue is with June that I didn't articulate well before is the arrogance and privilege, that position that she's writing from, that, um, and probably gets into, like, what Dr. Jen is talking about with her uh, relationship with the Asian community. Like, how can she write a story that is supposed to be elevating... Asian interests and bringing light to their involvement in a very particular time in history that, you know, is maybe is outside of geographically where we would think about them, you know, in, in World War II and, and trying to bring light to the situation um, that occurred there, the history there and their experiences. How can she adequately do that story justice if she writes from such a a place of privilege and makes her decisions from such a place of white privilege. That is the problem. And, and I don't want to just say racism because obviously, you know, we, there are people who are clearly racist and I don't think she realizes that she's racist. Like, like she is (laughs) unaware of her bias and, and her point of privilege. Um, But that is, that is the point that she is writing from and she's benefiting from it financially and otherwise you know socially and otherwise and and taking away from somebody who is from that culture. So that's my big my big issue um with her, but my stance on own voices is I do think that people can write about different cultures, we need to be historically accurate and we need to make sure that we are bringing in that that community to the conversation and every step of the way the decisions that are being made to check our own white privilege for th- for those of us that are white and in this conversation. <laughs> but I you know, I think that's really important that there's some sort of um being held accountable there, right and and I that was not happening. She did not allow that to happen and she constantly fought it every step of the way within this story. So that's my issue with June. And then I also wanted to address we were what was the second question that you were talking about the that you brought up right? um mental your, illness. Mental yes. Health. Thank you. Mental, mental yes. Mental health. So I do not think that she has, a, I mean, yes, she has an anxiety disorder, but I don't think that that caused her to have the delusions and stuff that she was having at the end. I think what that was is called guilt. Like she <laughs> felt so guilty about her poor choices that she's driving herself to a point of believing not real things you know that's guilt that was her own fault so do i think that she should be held accountable even though she was experiencing those symptoms yes yes i do like if your guilt is is troubling you that much you definitely need to be held accountable so i and i do agree like definitely we 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 don't put we don't execute people who are mental mentally ill have mental health concerns and like kill somebody right like there are certain parameters around that but do we keep them in a place to be observed and like cared for so that they cannot hurt themselves or others. Yes, we do. Okay. So there's still some parameters around that, but I did not, I, I don't, I did not think that she was mentally ill. I just thought she was guilt ridden.
0: Okay. I mean, that's
1: totally cool. Shana's. Oh my God. Now so many things have gone through. I'm just wondering what I was, was, what was I going to say? I have no idea. I have no Me idea. Too. Me do, <laughs> Me too. But I think I'll come to, I'll say something. Okay. Uh, thing was, I agree with Erin because I don't think it was mental issue. It was more guilt where to a point where she became scared somebody is going to find out and expose her. So that was what was giving her that, you know, she had to grab at some straw, you know, saying that, oh, there's a ghost. So is, it, is the ghost going to expose me? What? I don't know. So that, for me, I agree with that. And I think it was because of her guilt, she became scared and she was started, you know, it's like a child, you know, who is like scared of the dark and says there's, uh, you know, somebody under my bed, in the closet, you know, uh, boogeyman everywhere. So it's, they get scared. And then I think that guilt brought that because she was, she knew at some point somebody's going to expose her and she's not able to get, she will not be able to get out of it. And the whole empire is going to crumble down. The thing for me, as uh, you know, everyone was saying was, Juniper, I mean June, whatever her name was, uh, she stole the thing. She should have given a little credit. I mean, some credit. I would have been happy with it. Uh, yes, she did a lot of work, but still I think she should have given credit. What was your first question? It was basically why you don't like
0: June. Like, yeah. what was the main reason you mm-hmm. don't like June other than the theft? I mean, we all get the theft part, but what else about June do you not like?
1: Exactly. Like, you know, yeah, the theft part, yes. Second thing is, my take on the thing was she got those anxiety attacks because. Was it because she went to a bar with somebody and then she drank too much and then everything one led to the other during her school, uh, college days or something? And then she got those attacks, right? So I don't know if she brought it on herself. Sorry to say that, but I thought she went willingly to the bar. That's what I got from that situation, whatever the situation was. And uh, Athena too, both of them trying to, you know, get something out of each other. So I don't know. And then, okay. I would like to talk about that, you know, you see your friend is getting choked. You either... She talk, tried to help her. Yeah, EMT at once. Or you're trying to help her. She tried to help her. Right. But when she tried the first time, she couldn't get it. I think even before trying, she should have called and you know, simultaneously, she could have done that. But that's... But you're... So, the, the thing there is,
0: I'm not going to give June... Uh, I'm going to absolve her of any guilt on that because... As a doctor, you can say, you know, you're you're trained in CPR. You're like, what's the first thing? You know, um, uh, what is it? Airway, breathing, circulation, right? So you 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 know this, okay? Well, fine. There's no airway. You know, call nine one one. Okay, you know, th- there's there are certain things. I actually have to renew my CPR. So now I I need to know what the thing is. But it, it yeah, I really do need to re- renew my CPR. But as a doctor, you kind of like okay, uh, there's none of this. Uh, you know, if it's a child, yeah, you're like, whatever. The, and then you're doing the Heimlich maneuver. You've got to do call 911. When do you do that? That's not a layperson's information bank. And furthermore, I will also clarify that as a doctor, although you're trained in it and all of that, but if you've never seen it every day of your life, the first time you see it, I am positive. I probably will forget to call nine one one or something like that. As as like, wow, you should. How did you not know to call nine one one? Hindsight is twenty twenty, but when you're in that situation for the first time, I would have forgotten. So she did try to help her. She did try to do the Heimlich. She did call nine one one at some point. I mean, so I don't, I don't fault her at all. In Athena dying that I, I do not falter at all. Like, absolutely no. Do I falter that she kind of wandered into her study? Yes. Absolutely. You know, just wandering into a study. Do I falter that she's oh, look at this manuscript? Yes. And oh my god, like how did she have the presence of mind? Your friend just freaking died, died. You're trying to save, like, you know, like you're talking about, she didn't call 911. Yeah, fine. She didn't have the presence of mind to call 911, all of that. But she had the presence of mind to steal her manuscript. How do you get that? That just blows my mind. So yeah, maybe she should have called 911 sooner based on that. But anyway, um, before I go to Rifat and Sophia Surabi, so, uh, let's one second, one second. Okay, okay.
1: No, so I think you know she was more thinking about the manuscript when her friend was dying. So maybe she already was thinking of something. I and... don't know. I don't know about I, that. I don't know human because mind, the author didn't mind things.
0: Yeah, but the author didn't write It it, it so, never came so, up in the book. It never came so up in the book that I was. I was thinking about the manuscript while I was doing the Heimlich because at the end of the book, the author should have if That was the intention. The author should have
1: revealed it. And if that's the case, it's an author fail. No, no, no. I think the author just wanted the reader to infer whatever. That's my take on that. And then, you know, still June had a chance of at least, you know, telling her uh, Athena's mom the truth. I think... That, I give
0: you that scene. I just... That scene really broke my heart because I was like, this, if you just tell her mom and beg her mom for forgiveness, I will, I will just completely, I will absolve you, you know, because this is her mom. Come on. You just be like Mrs. Chang, right? Mrs. Chang. Like, yeah, like, it's like, I am deeply, deeply, deeply sorry, break down. You know, I know you hate me. You know, I will make this right. Tell me what you need me to do to make it right. Whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, but- and and I think I think Mrs. Cheng might have been like, you know what? We'll just split the proceeds, whatever. I you know it's okay. But oh. the interesting thing with this book, which we need to talk about, is I have like all the stuff there. I felt there was a loose end because Athena's manuscript, the her notes that June tried so hard to get her mom not to put it to the. To the whatchamacallit, the museum and all of that. At the end of the book, did anyone ever even read the notes or find out? It was a complete, I think the author missed a huge loose end. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, maybe I'm just jealous as an author that she's such a famous author. She has so many editors and developmental editors. How did they miss this point? You know, maybe no, that's, that's just me, but I just no, thought no. that was
1: something that the author should have addressed. Um, Yeah, that's what I was, I was coming to that. But then you, you jumped in. But anyway, so that's what you know, she was so selfish, because she knew those books, her notes came out to the museum, it was donated to the museum, her whole fiasco is going to be uh, exposed. So there she goes, she goes to her mother and she tries to, you know, tell her in a subtle way, don't donate it. So that was my issue there, you know, she could have at least come clean to her mother and said, see, this is the reason why I don't want you to do it. And I think her mother would have to a certain, I think most of the moms as a mom, I might have felt bad if I had been in that situation. But given that my daughter is not there anymore, maybe I would have just kept quiet. You know, I would have said, that's fine. I forgive you. Just keep going. I, I wouldn't have told anybody about it. If she had come clean that's maybe the mom in me but that was one point I was like that made me hate her all the more okay
0: Surabhi, what are your thoughts on cultural appropriation like if someone wrote a book that's non like about India and you know an Indian character whatever who's a white how do you feel about it as an
6: author Okay. Firstly, I want to say hi to everyone because I'm new here. <laughs> so my name is Surubhi. Uh, I'm joining from Charlotte, North Carolina. Thank you, Shaina, for having me without having read the book. It's my first time here. So yeah, it's it's a mix of what Rifat said and Erin said, in the sense that it could be nicely done. I recently had a chance to uh, be a sensitivity reader to somebody who's white and wrote about India and I had so many issues. Uh, so you know, I, I actually was in that position. They were like, I was like, this is not making sense. <laughs> you know, this even even like religion and stuff that they were they were so confused uh, and just living in India is is living in India. <laughs> like like uh, Shana said, right? Like anyway, our children are born here and still they don't get it, that kind of a thing. but it can be nicely done. What I also feel is when I'm reading like Abraham Verghese's like Covenant of Water right now, is that the author's perspective comes out uh, regardless. So you get to know as a writer what that person is trying to say. Like for him, like I, I don't want to give any spoilers because I know that book is also. I haven't read
0: now. yet. Like I haven't even started.
6: <laughs> yeah. But my, the point I'm trying to make is that he is giving the Indian perspective, even even with the Britishers in the book. I I know the way he's thinking. So I think no matter how you do it, the author's perspective is what matters. How nicely you do it, uh, and how much of it it feels real that's what I think. I think it depends culturally appropriate. It, it is a very a tricky, <laughs> tricky topic. I wouldn't do it <laughs> personally. Yes.
0: Okay. Thank you, Surbi. I, I'm really excited that you came and joined us. I'm like, wow, I, I hope you come to more of our book clubs. We, we you know, be yes, it'll be I wonderful.
3: Uh, yes. Rifat, you're next. And then uh, Sophia. Hi there. Hi, Surabhi. It's so nice to uh, have you, you know, and uh, I didn't know you were an author and that's amazing. <laughs> so um... we both
0: are in the same book, by the way. You know, the book we were talking about, the short stories, uh-huh. anthology of short stories. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yes, Surabhi's in it and I'm in it, oh, in
4: nice. the same
3: book. So All anyway, right.
0: go All ahead, Griffith.
4: Right,
3: uh, yes, So you were talking about, um, and I think I did go, so I'm going to keep it uh, short, about June is, um, it's not only that she stole, uh, it's also her overall viciousness and negativity towards people, towards life. She had that. But I also think, as I was listening to everything, that she starts the book, of course, she had already gone through the whole thing, stolen and everything. So she starts the book, and that's, I think, uh, the writer starts the book such expertly in a way that she is justifying her action from sentence one. June was this, oh, sorry, Athena was this and this and this and this. So that's why I did it. So she, in her own mind, had probably just, maybe they were okay friends. Uh, apparently, they were not very loyal and all that. They still had jealousy or something, both of them. But I think... um the whole hatred became more hatred because she had done that bad thing, you know? So uh, that I think she keeps on talking about it a lot. And uh, most of it's justification because every few sentences talked how bad she was, how mean she was, and she had everything. So there's jealousy. There's some uh, like something that didn't sit well with each other. So other than stealing, that's what I didn't like about her. But then I also think that uh, that kind of was justified because she had done something wrong. So she had to say everything like that about her. Uh, The other thing is, um, yeah. So I would say she's not, she's a borderline bad person. She did try to save her. Border you know what I'm saying? Bad person, okay? yeah, she's she's a
0: bad, bad person. Bad. she's half pregnant. Got it. She's kind of pregnant. Nobody's okay. half pregnant. You think <laughs> pregnant <or> No. <laughs> I mean, but you
3: can be a black and white. You cannot be a black and white. You can definitely have some more okay. of black and so definitely, because she she could have easily let her die if she was that bad. She wasn't, right? Uh, She could have taken those journals from the mom, but she didn't. I mean, that would have been the best thing for a person who'd already gone that far to take it at that time and be done with it. But she leaves them. And that's the thing that keeps on bugging her throughout. So she like, you know, she herself didn't know how big of a crime she had committed and she was coming. So originally she, I think she's not that bad. She knew what big, she knew how big of a crime she committed. She she... She should have let her die then. You know, she wasn't that bad. That's what I'm saying.
0: No, she... I mean, she, I don't think, I don't think she was thinking about stealing the manuscript. At She was just looking at the manuscript. She was just there. I don't think she ever thought that Atina was going to choke. Right. And this was going to happen. And, mm-hmm. oh, well, she's choking. At that moment, the first thought is, um, let me kind of, let me try to save her, but not really save her. And I'll go steal
3: the manuscript. I don't think that was ever. I just don't. I mean, I, just I agree. Think... I'm saying is, let's take a step back. If she was that vicious, she would have said, man, she's dying. Let her die. She didn't do that. That's from saying it wasn't like a full on viciousness. So she becomes more vicious as she goes. Even if she had stolen, picked the book, put it in her backpack and left, she was in a shock, whatever. There's a history of the two and she had always been jealous. She should not have published it. She could have at that time stopped. You know, people do crazy things when they're under pressure, when they have, you know, it's, it's a shock to see your or even if she's not your friend, to see somebody die like that. And then you have that history where she knows she's already here and the other person is here. To me, it seems like it was okay for her to steal, but she should have, Kind of stopped there, and then either threw it away or gave it to someone, or that's where I think she becomes more and more. So, but uh, my point was like she did not let her die; she didn't kill her in the first place. She didn't let her die, you know. So, I think there are some patchy parts to her personality. um The other thing you said about the loose end, uh, yes, as a reader, I think all of us kept on waiting. Okay, here it comes. The manuscript is leaked. The original, you know, whatever her writing, but I think. Um, I don't know if uh, the writer purposefully did it, but uh, there are many truths in in the history that have been that have, have stayed uncovered. Not everything gets you know uncovered, no, the and people is- don't get justice all the time. No,
0: no, no, no,
3: no. I I don't care about
0: the if there was anything in the end that really wasn't fully revealed or whatever. I don't care about those things, but there is a a strategy in writing and, and would know about this. And even like in playwriting or something, it's called the plant Mm -hmm. and the payoff. Okay. Mm. So basically what it says is if in the first chapter, there is a gun on the mantle, Mm -hmm. that gun has to go off by the 20th chapter. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a strategy thing. It's a plant and a payoff. Mm-hmm. So this book was a definitive plant and there was no payoff. Yeah. I, I mean, it I is. just, that to me is a loose end. You can do, you can leave things like my, like my book, Erin. you know how my book ends. It's a loose end at the end. It's completely like, how, how does this book end? You know, and I've had people like Aaron says, keep the ending. Someone else is like, no, change the ending. I need it this way. I need it tied up this way. You know, and it's like, it's a very intentional, like the way my book ends is very intentional. But I have plants and there are payoffs. If I mentioned a painting in the front of my book, at by the end of the book, something happens to the painting. OK, so the plant is this manuscript that came up, all this notes so that
3: that's you my too. issue. You're right, and then it's not only that. I think the the girl Candice, who was yeah, uh huh, yeah, the, even the, that was like a very irrelevant kind of like um. That's where, kind of that is kind of a plant and a payoff. You that know that payoff is, kind is kind of a very plant good. And the that is like a very disappointing person behind the curtain. That was like really that's all we were waiting for to. I mean, she builds that up to that, so and that's why I didn't like the ending and including the including the, I understand, uh, but I kind of would put it on a side because there were so many other issues at the ending that this kind of is, it's okay if it was laid on, you know, right. so that's what my point was, but I agree with you. Right, and, and also I'll tell you about the
0: Candace and all of that is, I might've missed something in the book, but why did she show up after her second book? Why didn't she show up in the, with all along with the first book? She could have right. been the ghost of Athena, All along, you have one ghost of Athena for the first book, and then the second book, you have a totally different ghost of Athena. It's just really weird. But anyway, Sophia. Okay, so three, four comments quickly. First, that whether it is okay for a writer who
5: is not of a certain origin to to write about another um, set of people or community to which they don't belong. So I have read many books like that. Even uh, back home, there were books um, we we read books on Palestine that were written by Pakistani authors. They were they they were even movies made on them, and and they were considered really good. Uh, even recently, for my school book club, I wrote, uh, read a book about Palestinian about a Palestinian boy. All he wanted was a piece of land for to play soccer. Among all these this aggression, so that is also written by a white author. So there are so i don't think you have to you have to be part of that community or culture as long as you are doing your research and you're doing your reading there is a famous uh, a pakistani poet he once wrote a poem about widows so and it was such a convincing poem that it said that when women read it they wish that oh if we were a widow we would have enjoyed it more because it's written the emotions are so real and raw but obviously the guy could never have been a widow because he wrote it from the point of view of a female uh, and being a widow in that Pakistani Indian society was a big deal in, in those days because widows were really shunned. So, so I think if the person has the right research, right observation, creativity and intellect and yeah. uh, do their homework correctly, they can write books about other uh, cultures and communities also. So my second point, why we didn't like June, I kind of felt sorry for her also all along the book. And I was not rooting for her, but I wanted something to work for her also. I just kind of felt bad for the poor lady. I think she was more than vicious or more than, conniving and uh, and really a, a bad person, she was stupid. So that's <laughs> the word for her that she, her like so many people said that her choices were poor and not thought out at all. Athena was working on that manuscript for two years. It is impossible that no one would have known about it. So, a librarian, uh, an ex-boyfriend, a friend, a mom, cousin—she would have mentioned it too. If your child is working or if your friend is working on something, if that thing is your baby for two years, people would know about it. Especially in that, in this age of social media, your uh, a laptop would have all those searches, and you you would have material at home. So. Uh, the, the, that Moskin notebook is is not the only thing. It's There are so many traces she would have left behind that. okay, And that was not a book that everyone writes about. So so how come June being an, a Yale graduate didn't think about it, that I cannot just take someone's work and present it as my work when she was working on it for two years if it was just an idea which she had stolen. Then there's a possibility that, okay, this idea and people steal ideas all the time. That yeah, she she did just mention it briefly. Maybe she didn't write it anywhere. There's no patent on it. It was not discussed with anyone. But working on on a on something for two years, there's no way she would have consulted so many sources to to gather her material. And the, those sources could have come out. Oh, Athena was discussing about th- th- this with us. A librarian could have said it. A professor could have said it. That was a big giveaway. So how come June didn't think about it? That I think, and and the writer should have thought about it too, that you cannot hide it it like this. There's no way. So my third comment is uh, about the ending, that Candice was really a very, she did not have enough reason to basically do all that build up and make AI images and just do all that voice modulations and prepare a ghost and... Someone should have a more convincing reason. So uh, a boyfriend would have been more convincing, who was secretly in love with her, something. uh, So they did present a boyfriend, but that was also a puppet boyfriend. But someone who was like, maybe who who had a serious crush on her and was really, really a diehard fan could have been more convincing. Or someone like they presented the idea of a sister. So I think that could have been a more convincing plot that there was a sister all along, but she only decided to come forward when she, this happened. So she was uh, maybe, uh, for some reason, she, she people didn't know about her. And the last comment I want to make is about too much social media. So the the topic of the book publishing, it's, like what? Except Chat GPT, which was maybe not there in in that time because it's very very recent. Every single social media thing, from DocuSign to Twitter to Instagram, to, to it's all discussed. And indeed, and Twitter is so beaten to death that I was like, no, I won't. Twitterati is a new term I learned, and I was like, I don't want to like <laughs> now read anything about Twitter now. So if someone wants to just uh, get annoyed, but By I think this was too much social media discussion, but maybe this is the life young people live. They live on social media and they live by social media. And so those are my four comments.
0: I will make a comment about social media and authorship. At least my understanding is, Serbi, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that to be published, uh, one of the factors that agents and publishers look at is how many social media followers do you have? And they do the math on it. Okay, I have like 1,000 on Twitter. Like me, literally, I have like, I think 3,000, which is not even enough. That isn't even a drop in the bucket. They want like, I think 25,000 minimum or something ridiculous. So it's just like, these things are very, very, very important for publishing because it's a marketing ploy for a book. So so based on that, Sophia, I'm going to say, uh, social media is a significant element in book publishing, and uh, like even today, like I, I have a bookstagram account. Everybody's on social media. We're discussing books. It's 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 huge. So um, so there is that. Um, Shauna's next.
1: My thing is somebody. I mean, like if uh, she had taken those books from her mom her mom would have had that doubt because she would have just picked three or four books, whatever, where she had written notes about the last uh, thing, right? We don't know that. No, she would have taken all the No, no, That's why she left the books. That's my thing, you know? That's why maybe she left the books with her mom. She thought, okay, if I take just a couple of books, maybe she'll start having doubts and then I have to- Yeah,
0: no, she said that she didn't want to push it. And yeah, to try to like, to take all the books, she didn't want to push it. It wasn't like, I don't know what books to take. It was more like I'd already gotten her to not give it to the to the museum. museum. I don't want to push it anymore because if I were to ask for the books, she may get a suspicion. So that's what it was. I, that was my understanding of it.
1: It could be. So my thing, another thing was, if maybe, this is my question. If she had given uh, Athena, you know, that, okay, I got this manuscript. I did all the work and then I published it on her behalf. Would the sales have increased, you know, because people would have thought, oh my God, she's doing this for a friend. So would it have been a positive thing? You mean like before or after the fact? No, no, before she could, before she even published it you know i i don't it, think it was sales.
0: if if it was before like if it, if she came out and said here's the manuscript i'm going to i'm going to edit it and all of that and help it
1: out then uh-huh, it, uh-huh. no okay no 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 when after she did all the work and then when she was going to publish it she's given some you know acknowledgement saying that this is why this is you know i got the idea from my friend I developed it. She had written down something. I had just, you know.
0: So you're uh, saying she would, it would be publishing. a white lie, a partial lie where she says that she kind of developed the idea, but
1: it wasn't an entire freaking manuscript. Maybe she could have said, yeah, the manuscript, whatever. And so I had to redo the whole thing. And, you know, I'm doing it for my on behalf of my friend. She could have on behalf of Athena. Maybe. I don't know. It's just I'm throwing it out. Maybe, you know,
0: because there was there was the issue of even her publisher was like, just come clean. We will split the profits. We will Mm -hmm. split the profits with with her estate and, you know, just come clean that this was hers. You know, but I don't know how the start would have been like what she could have presented to even, you know, to even get all the profits. But she would have to split the profits unless she presented it in such a way that she said this was all her and she just kind of took some ideas from Athena, which would be a lie.
1: Yeah, maybe she could have split the profit with her mom and the mom maybe should have said, no, you keep everything because you did most of the work of, you know, taking a raw thing and making it to something which somebody can. It's edible, you know, the raw thing and then you're making it edible. So maybe her mom we don't know. Anyway, coming to what um, Sophia was saying. Social media is something which is in the recent times, right? My question is, what what would have happened or how did an author publish a book? How did they do it before social media? It was all before social media in the
0: old, in the several years ago, the publisher was very like, I, I mean, the world has changed. Times have changed. Publishing companies used to have A huge marketing team, huge editing team, you know, had all these themes. Nowadays, anybody, even like, even if my book is bought by a publisher, it's still incumbent on me to work with social media and publish my, and, and market my own book, although the publisher is going to market it and all of that. So in the past, they had a greater marketing theme and they, a, a marketing team who would probably work at sending it to bookstores and libraries and things like that. And in the olden days, that's kind of how it was. And then word of mouth for books and things like that is my understanding. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, I want to pipe in and say that it was mostly word of mouth. And social media has actually made it very easy. <laughs> On the contrary, for, you know, everybody to know about. It's it's actually a great platform if used rightly by authors. So
1: yeah, that was. I was just thinking about it when Erin, I mean, sorry, uh, Sophia was talking about social media because now, because of social media, it's yes. more easy to approach everybody. So I was just thinking, what
6: would have been the way, you know, how they would have done it before social media? So I just only thought- word of mouth is what I can think of. <laughs> right, Doctor Jen,
2: hi. Uh, Hello. I want to go back to something that Sophia said too about the end. Um, so one of the other things that I didn't like about this book was that at the beginning, in the first chapter, you knew how it was going to end, right? She was going to steal the work. It was going to eventually come out. The question is just how all of it goes down. And so it was predictable in that way. Although I will say that I didn't predict somebody in imitating a ghost and getting her to confess using like... I don't know, altered language, you know, recordings. That that was that was not on my bingo card. But ultimately I felt that it was a little predictable. And then I also thought it was interesting at the end too that it was Candace that that brought her down because Candace is the one that kept going on about the um sensitivity reader They she needed a cultural sensitivity reader and then it she said no we're not going to do that candace gets fired uh, over this spat that they had and then ultimately that was what brought her down was that she had refused this cultural sensitivity reader if, he, if she had just allowed it then candace wouldn't have ever been mad at her and none of that would have happened um so, so that's one thing and then uh the other kind of going back to um Things that we don't like about June was the manipulation that she had. And we kind of touched on this a little bit too. So, um, just she was, it seemed to me, purposefully manipulating Mrs. Liu into not releasing those uh, books um, for her own gain. Um, and so it, it wasn't just Mrs. Liu. It seemed like she was purposefully man- manipulating for her own gain all anybody, everybody around her. And I, that was just a character flaw that I, I felt to be frustrating irritating so I don't know where Shanaz went but at some point I'd like to talk about uh June's uh, interactions with the Asian community um and so that kind of connects with the manipulation I, I think that I was mentioning go too. so
4: I go ahead and do it go ahead and yeah let's,
2: let's let's talk about that so it was quite frustrating that uh June felt that she was qualified to uh mentor Asian students Um, so I don't know what about her experience uh, made her feel that she was qualified to to do that or to teach um, in this uh, school specifically to support Asian um, uh, students or um, the church Um, that was one of my least favorite parts of the book um, was when she was going to the uh, the church of China I can't remember the name of the church Um, but uh, in the people there the lady driving her from the airport specifically was uh, assumed that as as she was supposed to uh, assumed that juniper was uh asian of some kind and which she wasn't and the interactions there just were quite uncomfortable i think for everybody so anyway continue
0: okay i'm back <laughs> after my coughing spell i don't know what the heck happened um Wow, we have been at this with just characters. I mean, I, I knew I just I was like, well, let's just start off with characters. And oh, my goodness, should we just kind of go into themes of the book? Let's just. Oh, my gosh. We've got a whole bunch of hands. Erin, uh, you're next. But whatever you have to say, and then we're going to go with themes of the book.
4: Yeah. So um, I was just going to uh, comment about June's interaction with the um, Asian community. I agree. It was super awkward and it was awkward because she had been portraying herself as as Asian, even though, you know, and that was more than a name change. Right. It, it, It was more than that. And I know she didn't think that that was what she was doing. And she was thinking, oh, it's other people are making an assumption but it did lead to these very awkward interactions. I guess I didn't, I mean, I think an author can be a mentor to other authors and you don't have to be from the same ancestry, but I I do think that there was an element of awkwardness there because she had portrayed herself as Asian and I don't think it had been corrected with the students. <laughs> and so the students, you know, I think also what part of what the students were looking for is like, what is it like to be an Asian author in this industry and obviously like she couldn't comment to that she couldn't give them any of that it's different when somebody is is presenting themselves as a mentor but and they're you know it's known that they're of a different ancestry um like you know maybe they could speak to some of the things like what's it like to be a woman author in the industry but you know people that everybody's on the same platform or the same like you know place of knowing that you can't comment about what's it like to be an Asian author, because you're not Asian. And, and if she's a mentor, just supporting their technical skills, that's different. But it, it, I, I agree, it seemed like it was more than that. And it was very awkward. And themes, Aaron? I mean, I think that this line between like purposeful racism and unconscious bias is one of the themes. And like, where is that line? And then the theme of cultural appropriation and probably the theme of like plagiarism. Yeah. I think that's a theme in this book, you know?
1: Okay. shana I wanted to touch what um, Dr. Jen was talking about, you know, uh, the thing was because she didn't have a good interaction with the Chinese community, you know, the community as such, because she didn't even like Chinese food. She just pretended And she was not happy when the, you know, hostess was piling her plate with all the food. She was like, I'm going to throw up. I just need to hold it in, you know. Anyway, so that one was thing. And then, you know, I thought she was very mean because high school school kids are high school kids. She was supposed to go for a, what is that called? Retreat or something. I don't know what you call that, where you go and help the kids. Ah, what is that called? It was a good word. Was it a writing retreat or? Uh, writing something, you know, she goes and helps. Workshop. School, workshop. Oh, yeah, workshop, workshop. Thank you, Dr. Chen. Uh, she goes for the workshop where then she, you know, she hears, you know, a couple of kids uh, talking about, you know, how she uh, was there when Athena died and then how she, maybe she stole the manuscript, something. It came up and then she pretended that she didn't hear that, but then she, Literally threw one of the kids under the bus. It's a high school kid. You're an adult. You know. I yes. I maybe. It's just a kid. Kids. You know. You know. But you can't just throw somebody. You know, a kid who got something out of the social media page and was discussing that. You, you either you call the kid and ask privately, but you can't just throw that kid under the bus. So I thought she was very mean and vicious. Vicious. That's what I. And I didn't like about her. You know, that's another point which I didn't like. And coming to the themes, Erin, I think, touched on most of the topics, plagiarism, culture, so many things. I think those are all the themes for me. Yeah.
0: Who has her hand up? Okay, Rifat. I will say there is a theme about friendship and the true nature of friends and what goes on in friendships. And I just find it very, very, very interesting because in my life, like currently what's going on, there's a a good friend of mine who, she's been calling me about her friend, okay? So there's someone else. she's always calling me, like my friend did this, my friend did this, this other friend did this. And it got to a point where it's kind of like plagiarism. The other friend, stole some of her her work, her, you know, her whatever, um, her job work, you know, like stole some of it and put it off as, you know, like her own. So now my friend's calling me and going, should I maintain this friendship? She told us. I mean, she knew she couldn't use my work and yet she took my work. It wasn't my permission, all the stuff. So that's real life. And so I think it's a really good question about friendships and jealousies and envies about you know your friend having this talent versus you know it's kind of like if when I don't want to say if I want to say when I become this big author or whatever if I have another friend who's here I think I'm gonna lock my door (laughs) I'm gonna lock this door I mean after reading this book
3: oh my gosh yeah um But yeah, I think uh, one of the themes is friendship. Yeah, I think uh, I was going to say jealousy and uh, plagiarism and the way that we talked about it before as well, the way social media and marketing has changed and it's changing. And, you know, I just uh, I actually am just going to go after this. I just wanted to say something that was very interesting in the book. And I I don't know if the author herself is going to get or has gotten any uh, criticism from her own. Culture or from her own people because, uh, and she has the I wouldn't I wouldn't say poetic license but she has that license being from that culture like we can always say well this is how Pakistanis are this is how Desis are and she has been saying that all the Chinese women like this I hate Chinese food it's full of grease and all that so if this book was written by a white author I don't think she would have been able to say that so she used that to which was to me was very interesting. The other thing I thought was very interesting and I thought maybe that's where the book was going to get really good was when Candace Lee says that I'm going to write Yellow Face. She actually names her book Yellow Face. And it turned out like, you know, it's the writer trying to say something. Did somebody steal her manuscript and did she steal someone's manuscript? So that was suddenly towards the end became a very interesting point. But then she completely lost the whole thing. So uh, basically, just wanted to kind of add add these couple of points. And then a theme, like I said, was plagiarism, jealousy, and everything. So I'm going to go ahead. and Uh, Before you go, can you give us your rating on the cover, title, and final rating of the book? Cover was very good going with the title. So I would say I would pick up that book i would say 4.5 the 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 name and the title the book itself i'm very honest I'm, I'm still deciding i liked it till three fourth of the book i thought and i based on that i would have was giving going i mean it i have to say one thing that i started the book and i had to keep on going through. it was in a book that okay i'll read it in two days it was like on my mind okay i have to know what so which is a good thing Uh, Just because of the ending, I would do it maybe 3.5, between three point five and 4, because of the first part of it, because the way it started, and it had a lot of energy. And I actually started the book without reading. So even her death was a surprise to me, which was like, wow. And uh, that part, you know, and the writing was good. I think overall characterization was pretty good, except towards the end, story was pretty good, but she lost everything. So that does take a lot of the points of so I I don't know. I, I will have to sit on it. Uh it might go down. I don't know. I said 3.5 and 4, maybe 3.25 and 3.75 between somewhere. I don't know. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, well, what do we want to do next? I mean, we've talked about themes. Anything else? I know
0: uh Dr. I, I know. Oh, here's my question. What should have happened at the end? This was like I was like, I know the ending was something that can we all agree that it was a little rushed and it was a little contrived and all of that? So what would have been a better ending? Dr. Chen?
2: I, I think maybe letting those journals out would have been a good ending. Um, I think having somebody else like the boyfriend step forward and say, like, I have evidence like um, with that witch's story that she actually stole this. I don't think we needed to involve fake ghosts and like retribution for being fired. Like that was a bit of a stretch for me.
4: Hey, right. Erin? Yeah, I agree. Um, and if it was like her mom, um Athena's mom, like somehow being able to be the one finding justice there for Athena. I think that might have been nice. I I agree. It, it just came. It became at the end a stretch for me. And also, I agreed with what um Riffith said at the beginning that it felt like it just stretched on. That the last you know few chapters just were not well done. And the um and the author like didn't know how to end her story and was reaching for straws on how to end it and came up with the shortest straw uh, <laughs> out there. I don't know. I, I agree with all of that. I think it should have wrapped up sooner. And I wish that there would have been um, some justice to the situation, especially for her mom.
0: I just found it was a little awkward with her, you know, like writing her own book afterwards and that becoming pretty good. And then and then it's like, okay, wait, we've got to go back to this book. I was like, oh, you know what? It's a done deal. Just I just I don't know. It was just kind of exhausting towards the end. Like, okay, you're just kind of you go. It's almost like I'm going from. This book, which is the last front, to the witch's book, and then you're following the witch's story. Everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, and going, Oh my gosh, I gotta end this. That's kind of how I felt about all of it. I would have loved something with Athena's mom, as uh, yeah, I, I would have loved if there was some kind of resolution with Athena's mom for an end. I would have really, really respected that. Uh,
1: Shana's, me too. You know, I was, I thought the. Ending was like she just ended it. She just got something to finish the book, you know, end the book. And the second thing was, I don't think it was justified, like you to say, oh, she took me down, so I'm going to write, let her put it out. And, you know, Candace saying that, you know, I'm going to write a, this whole thing and expose you. So, June says oh let her do it because then make sure that you know she, now I have evidence that she was there at the stairs she was the one who you know uh was there so it's like you know what she's justifying again and if she does that I'm going to do this and bring out my book so that I'm not going to go down she's going to go down you know so for me that was like you know again it's going back to square one so for me the book was too long It could have been just a few chapters as a short story. That's my take on it. And as you said, you know, some compensation, some some way, you know, they could have involved the mom and finished the book as opposed to this ghost and then Candace and all that. So all those again, it was unnecessary. I thought she could have ended it earlier. Absolutely. Anything else that you want to discuss with this
0: book? Any any themes? We talked about June's interaction with the Asian community. I've got the loose ends, the ending. Anything else that you guys have a burning desire to talk about this book? I will say I really like June's mom as a character. She's one of my favorite characters in this book. I just, I, I, I loved her. I don't know. She She's just a woman who's just trying to heal from something so traumatic. And I just wanted to just give her a hug and just tell her, you know, hang in there. Like, I just felt really bad for her. I really loved her.
2: You, uh, you mean Athena's mom?
0: Athena's oh. mom. Athena's mom. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. I was like, I'm I so-
2: don't like June's mom. I think I'm
0: like-, <laughs> like, oh my god, did I just say June's mom? Yeah. No. Yeah. Athena's June. mom. You're right. I I apologize. Right. Athena's mom. Yeah. I mean, yes. Uh, Athena's mom. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Wait, Lou? M- Lou. Mrs. Lou. I just said Mrs. Chen. No. Mrs. Lou. I, I like earlier on. I said Mrs. Chen. Okay. I'm losing my mind here. Anyway, no. Mrs. Mrs. Lou. Uh, I really liked her a lot, lot, lot. Like she's one of my favorite characters. I just thought I should mention that as a notable mention because there are a lot of characters in this book. Everybody's just kind of a messed up character. Most of them are messed up characters. So I really wanted, you know, to mention her. Anything else about this book? Nothing. Okay, so let's do, let's just do all three together. The cover, the title, and the rating. In that order. Cover, title rating. Uh, for me, a cov- the cover is a four. The title is a four. And I'm going to rate it at a four because we've got a pretty great discussion out of this book. And I did want to read it. And it it did bring out a visceral reaction. Whether it was good or bad, it, it was able to provoke you. And that's why I'm going to give it a four. Uh, so four all along for me. Anyone
1: else? cover title rating shana for me because the book was too long i would just give it a three uh the cover and title i would give it a four because yes it it's it something you know when i see it on the stores something would uh, told me that it's about it's an asian book you know maybe that's why i don't know but uh for me i didn't get the satisfaction of reading a book you know something this it's not ending you know you have that uh, because the other books we which we read i was like wow that's good it's finished this way but this one it's like as if it's still incomplete for me you know so for me all that only a three okay who's next cover title final
4: rating i'll go okay so the book i gave a three and I mean, I explained it at the beginning. I don't know if it's because I think it was more than me just disliking the main character. I do agree that it, that, except for the end with the ghost aspect, it was a very predictable story. And I don't tend to like super predictable stories. And I don't know if this one is touting itself as thriller, but if it is, I don't think you should be that predictable and if it's touting itself as a satire that actually probably explains why I didn't like it so much. I'm not like a huge fan of satire. <laughs> it just isn't my genre. But anyway, at any at any rate, like I don't think I would necessarily recommend this book to anybody. I do think we got good discussion out of it. I do agree with that, but it's still a 3 for me. The title I think is very appropriate. So I would give the title a 5 and I would give the um the cover a five it's very nice artwork it's very simple it draws you in it looks a little bit mysterious i think people maybe would read this looking at the title and the cover not really realizing what they're getting themselves into okay who
5: wants yeah to pick- i can also give uh, the cover and title both five because i think simple and uh, intriguing and they draw uh, you get drawn to them you get drawn to the cover and you want to find out about the title also that what it is about. Uh, The book 3.5, because I learned a lot about the world of publishing, I would not have known about it that much if I haven't read this book. So it was kind of like a documentary on that world of publishing for me window into that world that hard I don't think I will ever write a book or get published but after reading this I most probably will not because it's like very cutthroat and it's in it's quite ugly so so yeah so it was informative in that sense other than that uh, since we none of us like the ending so I that for that reason I have to take away those points yeah yeah So 3.
0: I, will, I will um add something about publishing and the cutthroatness and all of that is that just yesterday I was interviewing an author for this podcast. And, um, and he was like, we were just talking. I said, well, tell me about, you know, how do you get an agent and all of that? Anyway, he, there was this one comment he made. He said, you know, the moment an agent sells your book, like he sold it to one, he or she sells it to one publisher. What is the very next step he or she does? What, what happens next? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happens next. And he goes, what happens next is the agent tells all the other publishers that this publisher bought the book. So then everybody can get on, like get it, make it like basically cutthroat, like basically come on and try to auction and get the book. Because it's like, hey, one publisher got this book. So before this contracts and all that, letting all the publishers know that this publisher is going to get this book. So all the other publishers are alert. It's kind of like where birds, if you see some food a little bit, all the birds flock in. So it's that kind of a thing. So when you talk about cutthroat, and there's just so much stuff in the publishing world. It's kind of fun. Uh, Dr. Chen. All
2: right. So I agree with you guys with the title and the cover. I I think that title is i give it a 4.5 because it is very appropriate i mean you think about yellowface kind of like blackface it's a white person dressing up like a person of asian ancestry it makes it makes sense uh maybe just not quite very original um cuz i know there's other books out there and that are also named yellowface so uh the cover i thought was very eye catching um interesting definitely drew me in and wanna, made me want to read the book uh the book overall <laughs> I was going to give it a one because seriously, I had to force myself to finish it. I did not want to read it. Like I was a chapter in and I was like, I want to throw this book against the wall. But I realized that that was the point um, that the author was trying to make. Um, They were designing this character to induce emotion and make people uncomfortable and they were successful <laughs> in that. i guess it was i also do think it was a satire and i think it was uh, appropriate in that it was exaggerating um and illustrating the point that the author was was trying to make um in an extreme way and so that that makes sense to, to me so i i get i get the artistry of it um and i will also say when I finally decided to give it a 2.5. And the last point was um, that it also showed me a little bit about my own privilege because. I could put this book down and say, I don't want to experience this anymore. And yet people out there who are experiencing cultural appropriation can't do that. And so they must be living with this stress. Um, and so I sympathize with that. Um, so ultimately I gave it a 2.5. That said, I am probably not going to recommend it to anybody. Um, and I will probably not read it again. <laughs> um, so 2.5, that's it.
1: Shana, excellent. This, excellent. The the publishing thing. Uh-huh. And being an author, I don't think it's my cup of tea. I cannot do it. As Sophia said, Nope, it's not my cup of tea, too.
0: We can talk about it after we get done. Um, so thank you all for coming to Book Club. This was a great, great, great session. So thank you all. Thank you for listening. And uh, coming up on this podcast, I have two author interviews. One is with John Maxwell, he wrote a historic fiction novel about the British involvement in the American Civil War and also Christina Baker Klein. Yes, we did her book Orphan Train and it's a fascinating story. She got a Google alert regarding my podcast of the book club and so the story goes and she's going to be one of the next episodes actually it's going to be John Maxwell and then Christina Baker Klein so please 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 stay tuned and after those two episodes I'm hoping to do another book club because we do book clubs every month and uh, that's it for now before I go If you loved this episode or any of my previous episodes, please take a moment to write me a review on Apple Podcasts. Please share this podcast with your family and friends and through your social media channels. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram on Living a Life Through Books. I'm also on Clubhouse. Look me up by name. I'm on TikTok. My tag is at Dr. Shanaz Ahmed. You can reach me through email. My address is livingalifethroughbooks at gmail.com. My website is shanazahmed.com. That is S-H-A-H-N-A-Z-A-H-M-E-D.com. The opening and closing music to this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavik. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you, it's time.